Welcome to today's special Memorial Day edition of our podcast. In observance of this holiday, we've decided to revisit a fan favorite episode instead of releasing a new one. We're bringing back our insightful discussion on the art of pricing your products. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're revisiting this episode, we hope you gain valuable insights and learn something new that will help you effectively price your offerings. Enjoy, and we'll be back with a fresh episode next week with a very special guest, Helen Wong from The Coffee Monsters Co. Hey, I'm Lisa. And I'm Lucine. And we're two sisters who have been running a sticker shop for over seven years. Get ready to ignite your entrepreneurial spirit with our small business podcast, Join us as we explore the exciting world of entrepreneurship and stickers. Tune in for inspiration, tips, and expert insights that will help you turn your big plans into a thriving business. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to episode six. Welcome Yay. back. Yay. We're, We're halfway through the season. Oh my God. I'm proud of us. Like, I feel like I know. podcast is something that we really have stuck with. Um, as it's honestly so much fun, though. Like, it is, I'm it having is a great time. time. Yes, having a fabulous time. We've started doing vocal warm-ups, which we forgot to do today. Um, but, yeah, we've been starting to do vocal warm-ups before we record our podcasts, uh, which helps a lot with, like, our throw and just – I feel like it also we're a lot more talkative after we do them. Yeah, or maybe that's just me. I feel like when I don't do them, my like by the end of the episode, my throat like hurts so bad. So yeah, <laughs> uh, a little worried, but we'll see. I think we'll, we'll see be how fine. this goes. All right, we'll see. Okay. So this week we are talking about how to price your products. We get so many, so we have a lot of questions. We've actually made a few reels already on this topic, but since we've had so many questions like in the comments of wanting us to expand, we thought this is a great podcast episode where we can really like dive deep into how to price your products and how we price ours. Yes. And I think I mentioned in the last episode, Lisa's like really good at pricing products. It's like her superpower is to look at an item and be like, that's the price. So <laughs> and it's like usually pretty close, pretty it's like, accurate. Yeah, very accurate. So I feel like she just has a knack for this sort of thing. Um, and I think that is really important is just having a gut feeling about pricing mm-hmm. sometimes. It's not, yeah. it's not a complete science. Yeah. So that However, being said. We oh, do get a lot of questions mm-hmm. about like, is there a, a formula for this? Is there like an equation where I can just plug in my numbers and it'll tell me a price? And like we did a little research because personally we don't use any formulas. Again, it's very much just like a gut feeling, gut feeling of how we should price some, some numbers involved, but like we're not mm-hmm. um we're not like writing things on a board or putting things yeah. into a calculator per se. It's just more yeah. like, okay, we we think about these prices and based mm-hmm. on what we think about those prices, here is and our- And how much it costs for us to like manufacture or to make. Yeah. Um, here's what we come up with. But we did a little research and we did find a few formulas out there. So if yes. you want to- I will say what they are. Yes. Okay. So there's a few. First of all, for wholesale price, 
Um, and this is kind of hard. I don't know how to like really, I feel like this is a visual thing, but um, think in parentheses, we have materials plus labor plus overhead costs. And then mm -hmm. you multiply all of those. Once you add it all together, you multiply that by a certain number, which um, we've found in general, people say by, by two, like two? So double it, double the price. Um, and that mm -hmm. is basically your margin. Um, but that's for wholesale price. So if you want to sell your retail price, it would be double the wholesale price. And this is not yes. like the times two is not a set in stone thing. Like don't assume mm -hmm. that this is what everyone does. This is just kind of like a benchmark to make sure that you are factoring in some sort of markup for your profit. Yes. Because again, like if you want to stay in business, you got to make money. It's just facts. Yeah. Also, if you run sales, you want to make sure that you can be able to put things on sale and, you know, you can still make a profit from a sale. So I think that's what like the times two or times whatever, um, it really accounts for like if you have a sale that you're not just like losing all of your money. Yeah. And Maybe that sounds crazy to you. Like, wow, multiplying by basically four to get my retail price. Maybe that sounds mm -hmm. crazy to you. I worked in retail. Um, I did an internship at this one retail company and I got to see the spreadsheet that the buyers had of like how much they paid for each product and then how much they were selling mm -hmm. it for at the company. And the markups are absolutely insane. Like it's crazy. It's way more than times four. So don't be afraid because mm -hmm. this is what retail companies yeah. are doing. Yes. All right. Well then let's get into each individual component of that formula because they are actually pretty important to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. so the first one is the cost of materials. AKA, how much does it cost to produce one unit? So did you think about this yeah. when you were pricing the products? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Like, since I started my the sticker shop on a budget, like, I was really thinking about, like, okay, how much is it exactly going to cost to make one sticker kit? So I would take, like, literally the cost of one sheet of stickers, one sheet of sticker paper, and... um. I think at the time, like there was no foil at the time. I honestly didn't really factor. I didn't know how to factor in ink at the time. I And like it was pretty much negligible. Um, so I was just thinking about like the cost of the sticker paper, like some shipping materials. And I was like, okay, this is exactly how much it costs to make one sticker kit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like you got to think about every single little component. Um, mm -hmm. So like for a sticker sheet, that would include the paper material, the ink. Mm -hmm. If you're foiling it, that would include the foil. And then yeah. also something that people forget is like if you paid for art, like if you didn't draw the art yourself and you like mm -hmm. bought it from someone else, that also I think should count. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like we do, we do get a lot of questions like, oh, how how can you like – account for the ink or a foil a sheet of foil but I feel like those it's harder because you don't necessarily know how many prints you can get out of like an ink um or like a, a roll of foil how, how do you know like how many pieces you like, can cut like out of a whole track. roll 
like I wouldn't say we're your we keep track to that level that's a little like too much and I think almost unnecessary but definitely like the biggest expense is sticker paper um Mm -hmm. and also like you should think about like any overhead costs so like if you're buying a whole new printer or like a sticker uh, making cutting machine um you definitely do want to like consider those costs as well yeah but that would go into overhead right overhead yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay and then you also want to think about and this is a little bit tougher for sticker sheets because like a roll is huge and so Mm -hmm. you may not necessarily be able to calculate how much it would take to create Mm -hmm. um or how much it would cost per square inch or whatever but um Mm -hmm. Or actually, that could be a way to do it. Like, if you know how big your roll is, like, let's say you know it's 500 square feet. I don't know. I just took that out of my my brain. Mm-hmm. But Or, like, 500 square inches. And then you can divide. And you know your sheet is, let's say, it's two by two, so it's four square inches. Um, then you could divide that entire roll by the four inches and kind of figure out right. the price. From I, I honestly don't love calculating it that way. I think it's, like... That's a little just too specific. I feel like it's better to just uh-huh. look at oh your expenses for the month and then also like how much you produce that month, not necessarily like down to the exact number of sheets, but just have like a general sense of like how much expenses you have in a month and like how much you're selling. Um yeah. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't go all, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go all yeah, I wouldn't go all the way down to like <laughs> square a inch penny. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. But for those of you who want this to be a perfect science, then there you, that is totally possible, I guess. That that is an mm-hmm. option. Um but next we can talk about labor and time. And this one we did include in our reels. I talked about how you should set an hourly rate for yourself. So um, obviously you want to be at least making minimum wage and Mm -hmm. that is the bare minimum that you should be paying yourself. If you don't know how much you should be paying yourself, you can also look at comparable salaries by Googling similar jobs. Like for example, um, if you are a pottery maker, then you would want to look at like how much does the pottery maker get paid at another company? Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be equivalent to the skill that's required to make whatever you're making. Um, mm-hmm. And this is important, especially if you're looking to quit your day job. It's kind of thinking about like, okay, how much money am I currently making versus like how much money I want to be making or will be making if I right. do this job. Right. Um, you definitely want to make sure you're still paying yourself like a fair a fair rate. You know, you don't yeah. want to undercut yourself. Um, and someone did comment. I think we made we gave this advice as a reels and someone commented like um minimum wage is way too low and you shouldn't need even to pay themselves like, you need, more. Yeah, you need to pay more um and that's not at all what we're recommending that you should pay yourself minimum wage i think that's just like the, the bare, bare minimum the bare like, minimum the bare minimum like you shouldn't be paying yourself any less for sure but 
You yeah, know, this like, is definitely something that people don't even consider is that like they only think mm-hmm. of cost of materials when they think of like right. how much they sh- pricing, should be charging yeah, how much they, their products. Right. So yeah, I I'm feel like people just people, they tend to like forget or they just they they don't mind taking a pay cut. Yeah. But, so this it's really just like the minimum, the bare yes. minimum. Right. And I think people who go th- who haven't done these calculations before, when you do sit down and look at um, the pricing formula or just like how you're pricing in general, you might find out like, wow, I'm not even paying myself minimum wage based on these calculations. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, right. you might want to evaluate, is this business sustainable? Like, are you actually going to be able to continue be profitable living this way in the long right. run? And, like, I get it if you're just starting out, like, you might, you will probably have to take a lower hourly rate, but I feel like as time goes on, you should definitely be in increasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Give yourself a raise as you, um, mm-hmm. as, you know, your yeah. business grows, as your scr- your skills improve, um, you should be also considering giving yourself raises, quote unquote. I think it's also really important that you should track the amount of time you're spending on your business. Mm-hmm. Um, something like as simple as like just a little spreadsheet where you write like um, what the task is, when you started, when you stopped, and like do this for like a week so you can really see how m- much time you're taking on each task, how much you're working each day. I feel like that's we did that. We did and do it that. Was really helpful. Yes, I think just we to, need like, to do see it again. How much time? Because it's been a few years. Yeah, and- <laughs> it's been a while since we've done that, and it's it's good to like just check in and like see how productive your week is. Yeah, it's also helpful because then when you're planning out like your future launches and things like that, mm-hmm. you can you have a better sense of how long is this launch going to take me, or how right. long is this project right. going to take me? Because you already have a sense of how long mm-hmm. everything takes. Um, right. I find Things- that we always we always think it'll take less time than it actually does, and like that's our- kind of becoming a a problem for us. So what do yeah, um, we should? What do Gen Z? Call- no, they're toxic trait. I'm like, is that our toxic? Oh, this is trait? our. That's our toxic. Tra- <laughs> yeah, this is our toxic trait. Is that we think? Oh, we can finish that in a week, and it's like a month later, and we still haven't gotten to it. Like. It's yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's it's not. So yeah, we we should probably start keeping track of our, how long everything takes <laughs> us. But things yeah. to consider, like tasks to maybe keep track of, would include things like mm-hmm. how long does it take you to design, um, purchase supplies, do research for the product, manufacture slash produce the product, um, create product listings, take the photos package and ship the items like think about all those things yeah. when you're considering labor and time because right you you are working like you would pay someone else to do all those tasks so why not so also you consider all, you, yeah you should also yourself. pay yourself <laughs> yes definitely always pay yourself um and the final aspect of the formula is overhead what do you consider overhead I think like overhead is anything where you can't really divide it by however many units or whatever. Like 
I would say overhead is like equipment, um, utilities, your rent, if you're renting like an office space or you have like a home office within your house or apartment, um, just things that aren't like material expenses. Um, like, so I would not consider like sticker paper as like overhead costs. Overhead costs is more probably like ink. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, overhead, uh, printers. It's like stuff where even if you didn't produce a single item, you still have to pay for these costs. Like you still have to pay for utilities mm-hmm. no matter like whether or not you sell something or whether you make something. Right. That is still a cost that already exists. Um, same with like mm-hmm. rent. Um, if you pay, like for example, we pay for Shopify. So that is an overhead expense. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Um, but I want to note that it does not include shipping. So make sure you calculate shipping as a separate thing. Um, and that's usually mm-hmm. something that you would pass along to the buyer. So like everyone pays for shipping. Um, right. Sometimes people offer free shipping. And then if that's the case, you'll want to factor in like how does free shipping like include or get covered in your price itself? Right. Right. That's really like up to you as the individual if you want to like charge the buyer the shipping or if you want to eat the cost of shipping. But you definitely want to make sure like that money is coming from somewhere Mm -hmm. and it's like not coming out of your pocket, you know? Yeah. Unleash your creativity and master flawlessly foil planner stickers with our flawless foiling e-course. Learn from the experts, aka us, in just one afternoon with engaging video demonstrations, troubleshooting tips, and weekly Q&As. Don't miss this chance to elevate your foiling game and grow your business or enhance your personal planner. Sign up now by going to bigplansacademy.com and get ready to foil like a pro. Yes. So um, thinking about the formula that we talked about, you're multiplying, we said by two, and that by Mm -hmm. two becomes your profit. Um, That profit is what you invest back into your business. But remember that the times two is not a hard and fast thing. It could be times three, times four, times 10, times 100. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it it really depends. Don't be afraid to um, make it more because at the end of the day, this is money that you're not only using to pay yourself, but also to hopefully invest back into your business and help your business grow. Mm -hmm. So you're it's It's necessary. I think it's so important to invest back into your business. I think of one example that um, I did was investing in more printers, more sticker cutters. Um, Those all cost money and the money that I used to buy them came from selling stickers. So, and I feel like being able to invest that money back into sticker grew really helped me like grow the company and be able to produce more, have faster processing times, like be able to sell more and like ship out products faster. Um, yeah. And so like so hire people to invest. Um, yeah. Or like if you have a machine that breaks, 
you can use that money to buy a new one. Like that money is important. That mm-hmm. extra profit margin is really, really important because that's mm-hmm. what's going to keep your business going. Yeah. Okay. And growing. So the next thing I think you can definitely talk about this, but is looking at the competition, like getting a sense of mm-hmm. where you fall in terms of pricing. Yeah. I feel so. like it's good to just like have a general sense of where the market is at. That way you don't, you know, price it way too low. You also want to make sure you're not pricing it way too high where if someone stumbles upon your product, they're not like, this is outrageously expensive. Like, I'm not going to buy from them. So it's just good to know like a general range of what you should be pricing your products. Um, Mm -hmm. And like there are some products that are like set – have like a set price, like for example, $2 Tuesday, um, $2 for a sticker is pretty standard. Um, In that case, you know, that you could really play with the sizing of the sticker. So it can be as small or as big as you want for $2, but obviously you wouldn't, you know, like sell a whole kit for $2. Um, You probably wouldn't be making any money and in fact I think you'd be losing money I think you'd be losing money so definitely don't do that (laughs) definitely don't do that but again like it's really up to you as to like how much you want to price your stickers and how big you want to make the sheet um I want to say this is in season one in that episode about pros and cons of using Etsy I think I had mentioned Uh a shop not by name, but I had mentioned like I saw a shop that was selling $2 Tuesday stickers on Etsy and I strongly advised against doing that just because one of our cons for Etsy was the insane fees that Etsy mm-hmm. has. In case you don't know, you didn't listen to the episode, Etsy has a 20 cent listing fee on top of all the other fees that they charge. Um I think there's like a shipping fee, there's processing fee. There's so many fees. fees. Like there's so many fees. So I was like, oh, I personally wouldn't recommend um doing Twitter Tuesday on Etsy. Just because I think your time and your energy is way more valuable than that. And like if you're I think we calcu we did like a rough calculate of how much you would be making if you were selling $2 Tuesdays on Etsy. And it was like very, very, the profit margins were like almost none. It was, yeah, very small, very, very small, very, very small. And I don't know if that shop shop owner listened to that episode. Um, Like I don't know for sure, (laughs) but (laughs) funny story. She actually ended up blocking us on instagram um again i don't know i never said like who it was in that episode so maybe like blocking us was unrelated 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 i've never spoken to her so i don't know how else we would have never had any interaction um but she ended up blocking us she did end up actually moving away from etsy to a standalone website and um i don't think she does two dollar tuesday on etsy anymore Again, not sure. Haven't <laughs> checked. Not since sure because we're blocked. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I just funny story. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it was because of that episode, 
but I'm glad she took our advice <laughs> and I hope her profit margins are a lot better now. So yes, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. I mean, um, the it's fine. Uh, blocking is fine. Um, but what makes me laugh is just like, this is, I think, good like what we want is everyone to make money. Like we want everyone to be successful. Yeah. Um, I don't want you to be losing money um, or basically paying yeah, I, to like, have a job right. is what my, um, I have one mentor who's like, you always want to make sure that you're not paying to have a job, which is where you're basically mm-hmm. losing money. Um, you're not getting paid. You're barely covering all your expenses. You're basically mm-hmm. paying for a job. Um, and I don't want anyone to go through that. I want you all to be profitable. Um, so this is yeah. why we recommend these things. Um, so, yeah. so I'm like I'm, no shade yeah. to that shop owner. Um, I'm I'm glad she no longer <laughs> does two hour Tuesday on Etsy because I just like if you listen to the episode, then you'll know why. <laughs> yes, go listen to it. It's season one episode i don't know remember the episode i don't know number, which episode but it's, but it's, it's the, the pros and pros cons, cons of of using etsy yes okay moving on um before we get to our questions i just kind of want to like give a little like use the formulas if it helps you but also just mm-hmm. Use your common sense, look at the competition, try and find like a a medium, maybe take all of those different numbers that you've come up with, find like an average that feels good to you. You can always Mm -hmm. adjust your prices as you go. Like you're not stuck with this price forever. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like we've we've definitely changed our prices all throughout Oh yeah, all all the time. Like, and you, oh, one thing we forgot to mention was inflation hello oh yes like inflation in this um, economy inflation is in this economy like girl you better be like raising your prices mm-hmm. um yeah so you definitely want to keep that in mind as well yes and remember to think about things like shipping or if you're planning to have a lot of sales always be sure that if you have the sale it can still cover um you know all of the things we talked about and give you at least, you know, somewhat of a profit margin because you don't want to be losing money during sales. Right. Definitely not. Make sure that's, I think that's what the markup is for so that when you do have sales, you know, you're still making a profit. Yes. And that is why I don't like to buy things full price at retail stores, because again, my experience working in retail, um, I just know like, Target is making a huge profit margin on these, you know, like whatever they're selling. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh, right? I can buy this for sale, but um, to to each their own. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> It'll always go on sale. Yes. You just have to wait for the right time. Got to be patient, which I am not. Um, so we have some <laughs> I'm not questions. <laughs> uh, we have some questions from the audience that we took from um, like DMs and comments that people left us. So mm-hmm. let's get into the questions. I'll read them and then you can give your wise pricing advice. So first okay. question. I think the problem is that a lot of people price their work too low, like $4 per sheet. So it makes it hard to price things in a way that aligns more with the value of what I think a homemade sticker sheet that I made should cost. 
I loved your price one. I'm about to launch at about $9-ish, but I think that might appear to be too expensive in, consp- in comparison to the $4 one. Any way to work around this? What That's are your a thoughts? good question. I feel like, honestly, you could sell anything at any price point. You just have to be Literally. able to market it correctly, um, have good branding. Um, if this is like a luxury, like if your branding is to be like a luxury sticker shop, stationery shop, whatever you're selling, um, it's possible. It's completely possible. You just have to be able to know how to market it. Yeah. I mean, like the famous example of the Tiffany & Co. paperclip. Have you seen that? It's like this paperclip that have. Tiffany sells. And I forget how much it costs, but it's literally a paperclip. And it costs like – it was either like hundreds of dollars or like a $1,000 but again, it's just a paperclip. So mm-hmm. you can really sell anything for any amount. Right. Um, it's just right. all about your branding. So you want to think branding, about yeah. finding the right customer marketing. also. Exactly. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of things all cost the same to make. Like um, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about this earlier, like a, um, a shirt from Aritzia versus a shirt from Target. The price points are probably very different, but Mm -hmm. the cost to make it probably is not, but you're paying for that brand. Like you're paying for the Britsia brand Mm -hmm. versus just a Target brand. Right. Yeah. So yes, consider your branding, but absolutely that is not crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Second question. Do you also factor in electricity used by your machines? I think... This is, again, more of like an overhead cost. Um, The short answer is no, we do not factor that in just because I'm also not like out here with a electricity monitor with like checking how much I'm like the, I don't even know. How much one sticker sheet. Right? Like, can you even, is that even possible to check how much electricity Honestly, (laughs) I actually don't know. Someone let us know. Yeah, I'm not (laughs) sure. But the the short answer is no, we don't. But, I mean, you do have like a utilities bill, I don't know, like once a month. So, like, come tax season, like, have all your utility bills and um you can definitely um mark that as like a business expense obviously not sure like how like what's the percentage of how much um not sure like the percentage of how much you would deduct Deduct, but we're not accountants so talk to your accountant about that because we ain't the experts on right right on that. Um, but that is certainly something that you could talk to your accountant about as a business expense to deduct. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Final question. Do you add the price for shipping materials on top of the product or into the shipping price? And I feel like this question gets asked kind of a lot. Like definitely a lot. I see it quite often. Um, I think either it can go either way. Like Again, it's up to you how you want to factor in. If you 
want to include it into your like products or if you want the customer to pay for the shipping um again that's totally up to you for us we uh, include it in the shipping price um so we'll have like tiered rates based on like the size of the order like how heavy it is and like usually we'll like factor in the cost of like oh, like a heavier order is going to require a box and a box is more expensive than just our usual um, packaging. So we personally factor it into the shipping price, but you could also do it the other way and add it into your products. Yeah. Like if you're, for example, I'm just thinking about um, when I'm buying furniture, oftentimes like the website will offer free shipping but i know Mm -hmm. that the price of the shipping has been baked into the price of the furniture that you're purchasing Mm -hmm. um so it's really up to you and how you want to basically market and sell your products but Mm -hmm. either way you want to make sure you account for shipping right materials right you you don't want to make you don't want the money to just like you know come out of nowhere like it's going to come from somewhere. If it's not coming out of your pocket, it's coming out of the customers. Yes. And so I will say, I will say though, um, people love free shipping. People love free. I love free shipping. I love free shipping. Um, And sometimes free shipping is really what gets me to like spend more. Um, so if you do offer free shipping, like make sure you have like some sort of minimum. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, something to keep that, something to keep in mind. I hate how easily swayed I am by free shipping. Like, right. Like the way that it can get me to spend like 25 more dollars than I was originally going to just so I can get like that Five free five dollars off. Yes, right. It's 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 crazy, but it works. And yeah, I like to think that I'm not easily tricked by these psychological tricks that retailers mm-hmm. like to use on their customers to get them to buy more. But uh-huh. free shipping always gets me. It just it always yeah. It I honestly I honestly <laughs> hate paying for shipping. Like I feel like it's such a waste. And like if I just add a little more to my cart, like. I'll get that free shipping. Yep. So <laughs> it you, makes it feel like I'm getting such a good deal. It does. It really does. So you heard it here, folks. Free shipping works really well as <laughs> a way to get people to spend more. Um, it sure does. Yes, definitely. All right. That was a whew, that was a big episode. We had a lot to yeah, talk about. We had a lot to say about this topic. And I hope that answered all of your questions because, again, we we get asked about pricing products a lot. And like we've said, it's sure there is a science to it. Like I remember they had a whole course on pricing products at business school, which I didn't take. Maybe I should have. But like (laughs) it just goes to show like this is a huge topic that we can't just um, completely cover in an episode. But a lot Mm -hmm. of it for us at least comes down to sort of like that a feeling, that feeling common sense yeah um just like you know looking around at others to see what they're doing and thinking about what makes sense for yourself so right. i hope this helped 
I hope this episode was helpful. Hope you enjoyed the the mild tea. <laughs> and the lukewarm tea. Lukewarm tea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess that's it for this episode. So thanks so much for watching. Or listening, I should say. Listening. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, let us know by tagging us on Instagram at StickerGuru. Check out our show notes for everything we mentioned in this episode. And if you haven't already, hit the follow button and leave a five-star review to help us keep the good content flowing. Thank you so much for all of your support. We'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Bye.